May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in Yahweh's sight. He is our strength and our redeemer, and it is in his name, which is his authority, that we pray, praise, proclaim, project, and protect today's message. Amen. Um, hola, mi nombre es Kofi. ¿Cómo está? Bonjour, Shabbat Kofi. Ça va? Ni hao. Namaste. Osaya Enaketuya. Ohio. I see you. Manut. Aloha. Wagwan. Jambu. Mimini Kofi. Nina Fraku. Katana Nawewe. Abarigani. Akuaba. Mandeasse, etc. Boker Tob, Boker Tov, Boker Tav, Bakwar Tav, Barakalad Sham Yehava, Adna Aai, Kofi, Kwacheret, At Servants of Christ, Mashalam Chi, Teda, Yehasreel, Kwam, Achi, At Atria, the Zion, Mashalam Chi, Adna Kofi. Hello, everybody, I am Pastor Kofi, Pastor Servants of Christ, where we are always changing lives, one mind at a time, of being a voice of the voices and speaking the unspoken. We appreciate your presence. One more again, thank you for being on with us. And thank you for, um, you know, believing and continuing to further things in the kingdom and believe what's necessary for the kingdom, uh, um, for the kingdom of heaven to go forth. We once again give all praise and honor to the Most High. We give all praise and honor to him for my wife, the Honorable Maya, uh, who lives the life that's able to be honest. You can check her out as always on TikTok, YouTube, her website, and Pinterest at Bloom and Flourish. Not A and D, the letter N, Bloom and Flourish. She is a healer, herbalist, chemist, and biologist, biologist by degree. You can also check out her WhatsApp group if you'd like to be part of that. So you can get messages and things like that pertaining to Bloom and Flourish, herbs, things to help you throughout um, your life, encouraging words, etc., etc. Amen. Amen. So thank you, everybody, for being on. We appreciate you. We're going to continue in this series. Give me one second. Uh, I'm missing, uh, missing something, but that's okay. We're going to go ahead and go. So we're going to continue in this series that we've been in now for a little while. And uh, Romans. And uh, doing this, the Roman Road extensive Bible study. This series called... Uh, um, expect the blessing this year for us in 2024 we're going to hashtag expect the blessing and so we're looking forward to what the most high Yehovah has for us and we're thankful and grateful and those who want to join us on this journey this year feel free as we continue to get closer and closer now to march 13th which is when we're going to remove the leaven from our home so if you'd like to be able to join us on that journey feel free to we appreciate you in advance for doing so and we thank you guys and thank you for coming on in uh looks like we got the numbers kind of low and all that stuff as usual to start We've been dealing with some of that stuff, but we praise Yehovah for his word, for his will, and um, what's going to happen as far as what's going to happen in your life. Those who are, are, if you're coming on the podcast, if you're coming on YouTube, if you come on TikTok, we appreciate you very much. Thank you for being on. Thank you for joining us. How you doing? Everybody, let's say hello. How you doing, Brother Charles? Uh, appreciate you, sir. Uh, how you doing? Uh, I'm Cultural Prospect. Uh, Sister Joy, Aaron, Brother TJ. Uh Minister Tracy, uh, Sheila, I tried to reach out to you, Minister Tracy was trying to see about uh, baby girl, see if she's doing all right and where she is and how you're doing. Uh, hope, I'll try to see if I can reach out again. How you doing, Casey? Uh, Lifeline, by the way, we did have a ministerial staff meeting last night. Um, so if you're interested in some of the stuff that you might have missed, please reach out to us and let us know. Um, and I'll make sure or reach out to me. Let me know. I'll get to you ASAP. How you doing, King D252? How you doing, Florence? Uh, Sister Monica? Seems okay, sort of okay. Amen. Yeah, I'll check in with you. I'll try to check in again today. How you doing, Rep Gary? Um, Zahara? Everybody, everybody. Lie there, everybody. Um, Suzette? 
Sister Knight, Sister Sheila, I think I said hello to you earlier. If I didn't, hello again, or even if I did, hello again. Um, everybody who's on Omex King, Alrighty, we're going to go to Romans chapter 13. We're going to start at verse 11. Today, we're going to be doing Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. Continuing with what we talked about yesterday, what we've been talking about in this whole series since January 1st. We're coming closer to the end, and uh, we're appreciative of everybody who's been rolling with us, and uh, we're thankful and grateful. I'm excited even when we get to March 13th, we start removing the leaven from our home because we're going to have some amazing series for you guys. I think you guys will really enjoy and really appreciate uh, what the Holy Spirit has in store for you. How you doing, Brother Charlie? Speaking of Brother Charlie, by the way, we want to again ask you guys, if you when you get the opportunity to, to check out uh, his branding, check out his uh, what he's been called to do as far as his business. We're very much so here. We believe in nation building and we believe in, um, you know, inclusion of the kingdom and supporting of each other's gifts. And so Brother Charlie has the gifts to be able to do different things with the company that he has. Um, um, all Jew, no ish. Um, and that no is the cancel sign is the circle with the slash in the middle of it. Like if you see a no smoking sign or something like that on the plane, um, that that's that symbol without the smoking sign, of course, but all do you know ish. And um, he provides many different things for the community. He has um, clothing for young boys, little girls, men, women uh, um, with the fringes and everything entitled. He has some different things, uh, different style, stylistic stuff that we usually show at the end of our um, of the live session. So check him out. Um, he actually is on. Yeah, I think I think you can still find him on TikTok. I believe underneath that name as well. If you're looking, and um, feel free to support. So, uh, thank you, brother, uh, brother Charles, for being a, a pillar in the community and doing great things. Praying for you, and um, we'll try to continue our conversation. I know I kind of left you hanging on conversation yesterday as far as our text, but we'll continue down that road. But please support him if you can. If you want more information, by the way, he also has food, different things that he can provide, um, whether it's local event, if you're in the Chicago area or close enough to it, if you're in different places around the nation, he can send stuff to you as well. So just let us know, let him know, and we'll let, or if you let us know, we'll let him know. Alrighty, but hello everybody, how you doing? How you doing? Thoughts with SJ? Once again, we're going to Romans chapter 13. We're going to do verses uh, 11. I'm sorry, yeah, verses 11 through 14. Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. Um, once you have it, say amen, say I got it, say I'm with you. Um, hola mi hermano, como esta? Uh, hermano Sherry, uh, how you doing? Uh, how you doing, Lean? Everybody, so thank you for being on. We appreciate you. Sister Sabrea, appreciate you. So, so um, how you doing, Sister Nadine? Sorry if I missed you earlier. I appreciate you. Appreciate everybody, whether you're joining us on the podcast, coming on later from Facebook, if you're with us on YouTube, if you're with us on TikTok. We appreciate you so very much. Thank you for all that you guys do for the um, health, the wealth, and the uh, the mindset, even the mental health of our diaspora as we're coming back into remembrance of who we are. How you doing, Sister Deborah? How you doing, Money Green? Alrighty. So, once again, we're going to Romans. Chapter 13, we're going to start at verse 11. Once you have it, say amen. Say, I got it. Say, I'm with you. And if you're able to reverence the word in some kind of way, including if you are able to stand, we appreciate you reverencing the word of Yehovah with us. And we'll get ready to do our Bible pledge to start. Once again, it's going to be Romans chapter 13. We're going to start at verse 1. I'm sorry. Romans chapter 13, we are going to start at verse 11. How you doing, Sister Joy? Romans chapter 13, we're going to start at verse 11. Come on. All right, we've got a little bit of, I got it with you, so all that. So here we go. So Romans chapter 13, start at verse 11. Romans 13, verses 11 through 14. 
Romans chapter 13, verse 11. We're going to start at verse, sorry, ah, Romans, ah, I don't know, let me, let me slow myself down. <sighs> okay, I'm all over the place, ah, forgive me. Romans chapter 13, starting at verse 11. I don't know if that's what I've been saying or not, I feel like I'm all over the place. Holy Spirit, help me. Kofi, let's get it together. Thank you, Abba. Thank you for covering this, Yahushua. All right, Romans chapter 13, starting at verse 11. All right, let's go ahead and put our... Right hand in the air, your device or your Bible in the air, whatever you're able to do. And let's go ahead and, and just repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. This is my sword. And this will I trust. For Yahashua is Lord. No sword of God shall ever be heard. For this is my Bible. And this is Yah's word. Atsham Yechavach. Amen. How you doing, Blossom? Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. Amen. All right. So here we go. Uh, Romans chapter uh, 13, we're starting at verse 11. It reads as follows. And that, knowing the time, and that, by the way, we have to make sure, what did we talk about yesterday? You remember what we talked about yesterday? We talked about yesterday a lot having to do with ministerial governance. We had to have a state. Let's make sure we have the right context, right? So this ministerial governance and how we're supposed to make sure that we have this state probably put together. How are you doing, Sister Beverly? So in this ministerial governance, right? And that, knowing the time, that now is high time to awake out of sleep. Right. And that knowing the time that now is high time to awake out of sleep for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Hmm. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk. Honestly, as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy. Verse 14, but put ye on Yehoshvah Hamashach Adon and make not provision for the flesh to the lust. Or as your Bible will say, and and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. We've just read Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. May Yahweh have a blessing to those who read here and especially will do what the word of Yahweh tells us to do, which has been telling us since it was foreknown, forecasted since before the foundations of this world. If you were reverencing the word of Yah in any kind of way, including if you're standing, you may go back to what you're doing or you may be seated. Thank you for connecting with us and us being on one accord. Today... Um, obviously the theme for this whole series has been, um, uh, expect the blessing this year for 2024. We at SOC expect the blessing. That's what we're, uh, prognosticating. That's what we're believing for. That's what we're walking in. And as a family, as we expect the blessing, I'm on, uh, and we're using this Roman road to, to do this. And we've been going from Romans chapter one, all the way to January 1st till now, right? Today being February 9th, I believe, right? Well, today, in our expecting the blessing, praise Yehovah, um, in our expecting the blessing, we also want to ensure that we are talking specifically about the real woke movement. Today, we're going to talk about the real woke movement. Chalaya, right? The real one. 
Woke has become a term that everybody's using for many different things today. What is it for us? When we say we are woke, when we are awake now, right? If we're woke, we are already, it, it's, it says we are, we've been awake, right? Um, we're woke. Not, not, not what we were. We've been awake now. This isn't, I'm just right wiping the crust out my eyes, right? Somebody might even be listening to me now. You might be in the restroom. You might be getting ready for your day, wiping the crust out your eyes, trying to make sure the corners of your mouth are straight, putting your lotion on, all that stuff, trying to make sure that you smell goods and all that stuff are, are working together. How you doing, Chantel? But, but, but this isn't, this is dealing with somebody who's been prepared for this. Now watch this. Um, the word usage that they're using here, we always have to make sure we study and we meditate on all these words. All right? How you doing, children of the Most High? Uh, we have to meditate on these words. Now, he starts off once again. I, I, we, can't be, we can't miss this. In Romans chapter 13, verse 11, he says, and that, knowing the time. And that means that we have to figure out what came before it. He's just talked about the law. He's just talked about being a living sacrifice. We just recognize that we have to ensure that we are being established again. We have to realize that there is a benefit to circumcision, right? To following the law, to being Yehavadach, to being Judah. And yet at the same time, if we don't follow commandments, even though we have the benefit of commandments, what's the point of talking all this stuff about commandments when you don't follow them yourself? Right? Right. So so we 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 we've gotten to all this stuff, right? What we have to know the law is important, but also it has to be the law through the prism of the spirit and not the law through the prism of the flesh. We have to realize that the law is holy, that the law is perfect, that the commandments are holy, that they are just. And at the same time, though, if we will look through it through the prism of the flesh, how can we call ourselves a living sacrifice? How can we be able to teach those who are coming in? How can we think that we're Israel when we we really are not? Because Israel would follow commandments themselves and would be ready to teach those who are being grafted in. And yes, you can be grafted in, but if you're grafted in, you're grafted into the tree. If there are branches of Israel and you're grafted into the tree, then that means that you as a as a tree as a branch now being grafted in are part of Israel. You must follow the ways. All these things are important and necessary. But we have to be a living sacrifice. We have to comprehend law. We have to make sure that therefore we are a state. We are a nation. We are we have governance ministerial governance as we talked about yesterday all these things are necessary and are extremely vital and are extremely important all right so all those things are there so and that watch this now all those things working together and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep the real woke movement we are trying to help watch, watch this. The words that we have been sent, the words that we have been going over for some time now, this series we've been going over for quite some time now, we've been at the corner. This word has been shaking you. We've been shaking you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? We've been at the, at the edge of the bed. Hey, it's time to get up. First, it was nice. You know, hey, hey, baby. Hey, daughter. Hey, son. Hey, mama. Hey, dad. It's, 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 it's the sun is out. The sun's coming up. Remember, we're supposed to go to this event. Remember, we're supposed, we were, you know, it was nice at first. It was gentle. Hey, hey, you know, maybe not even touching him. Just, hey, hey. And you, you're, you, 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 you swat, swatted at the person like they were an alarm clock, right? You, you get up. I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to sleep. You know, you got to get up at some point. But now it says what? Now Paul is saying all these things we've been talking about. Do you know what time it is? Right. Um, when you hit your snooze button. 
Sometimes you look at it and you know what time it is. You know you should get up. You've hit the snooze button 15 times, but you keep trying to go back to sleep. Problem is, though, is that the snooze, you shouldn't be using that. Matter of fact, you actually mess up your sleep. You mess up your health. You'll mess up your mental health by hitting the snooze button. Studies show that you shouldn't really deal with the snooze button. You should make sure that hopefully you get yourself to a place where you don't even need an alarm clock because your habits are there. Um, but even with that, you, you get to a place to where what? Where you want to make sure... That you are are ready to get up when it's time to awake. But there's somebody, a lot of us, we have somebody who's awake already. Remember we were talking about ministers yesterday? Ministers, if they're who they say they are, they should already be awake. You say can't wake someone up speaking softly, have to say wake up as well. Sometimes, right? Depending on the person, depending on where they're heart is, depending on their mannerisms, depending on how much sleep or rest they've had already, right? Depending on if they were faithful to going to sleep at a certain time, right? There's a lot of different factors that we can go into depending on somebody might be sick or somebody hasn't slept in a really long time, right? There can be a whole bunch of stuff depending on that person's body is damaged. How you doing, Sister Sage? But we had to get to this place. How you doing, babe? Um, we had to get to this place to where we recognize what the most high is trying to do with us. And he's trying to get us to a place to where it's time to get up. The real woke movement. Do we realize what time it is? All the stuff that we're seeing, do we realize what time it is? And watch this. Our time is not contingent on what the world's time is, including the world that be preaching at your church or the world that preaches at these camps or the world that preaches the real talk. Our timing is not on their timing. Our timing is not on their timing. What do I mean by that? Um, let's go to Matthew chapter 24. We, we mentioned this scripture a lot. However, today, let's actually physically turn there if you're able to, or let's go through our device if that's what you're using. Um, let's go to Matthew chapter 24. How do we comprehend what time it is? How do we, in the kingdom, how can we tell that we're in the last days? What does our eschatology look like? Our study of the last days or our study of the times, things that will last past the end times, right? How do we get to being in agreement with Second Esther chapter 6, verse 9? It says that this spirit of Esau is the end of the world, but, every, but Israel, the spirit of Israel, is the beginning of everything else. What should we be looking for? Right. We're not looking for what Esau is looking for. We're not looking for what Edom's looking for. We're not looking for what the world is looking for. We're not looking for what sinning is looking for. We're not looking for people who have given up their birthright and, know, and, and have decided to go to a place eternally that it takes away life. We're looking for something different. What do we identify to say what is the last times? Because if you're not careful, you'll miss this. Paul is talking about you got to be in this real woke movement, not just woke as far as, okay, I realize racism is real. Okay. I mean, that's that's cool that you just get in there. Um, that's, that's been the case. Um, you know, it's not just realizing, hey, not every white person is evil, though. I mean, that's cool. You know, that's the, you just get in there. That's awesome. But that's not really, shouldn't be an indication to us that you woke. Oh, well, I realize that the school system is bad, this and that or whatever. I mean, well, it's a school to prison pipeline that we, we should comprehend that the system is broke. Um, so if you realize that, it doesn't mean that you realize you're woke. So, so, so what should we look for? What does the Messiah even say? What is Israel looking for? Matthew chapter 24, starting at verse 1. It's, uh, here's Yehoshaphat. And it says, he went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came too. For to show him the buildings of the temple. 
So there's out somewhere, his disciples, they're, they're sightseeing in a sense. They're, they're marveling the temple. His disciples are like, man, look at this on the temple and look at this and look at the current situation. Look at the physical location. Look at the building. Look at what things look like now. Verse two, and Yahashua said unto them, see ye not all these things? He said, okay, cool. You see all these things? Verily, truly, I say unto you, there shall not be left here unto, uh, uh, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And he sat upon the Mount of Olives. And as he sat down upon the Mount of Olives, so this is the same place, by the way, interestingly enough, if you do your, your research, right? Not that hard to see that in Matthew chapter 5 through 7, there's something called the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount is where he starts shifting the paradigm. He starts talking about kingdom. You know, the sisters and broke. That's how they made it right. True, right? I, I get you. I get you. I get you. Amen. I'm just saying, obviously, people realizing that what they think. It, okay, okay. I think we're on the same page. So anyways, so, and Yahashua said unto them, don't, do you see all these things? So think about this. We're sitting up here looking at these things and what there is and looking at the temple and ooh, and I can't wait for this and look at the physical thing and that. And he says, look, man, all this stuff that you're looking at, all this government that you're looking at, all these things, like this isn't even really a temple that's of the most high. Remember, this is Herod's temple. Herod is half Israelite and half uh, Greek, I believe. Could be off on that. I believe he's like Timothy, half Greek, half Hebrew. Um, he's a Messianic Jew. He does just enough to allow, right, what we call Messianic Jews and stuff now. He's a Hellenistic Jew, actually. All right. He's Judah in his mother's side, and he's Hellenistic. He's Greek, and he has Hellenistic belief systems. So he tries to put two and two together. Um, but he tries his best to be appeasing to those who wouldn't accept him, who are the real leaders of Israel. He knows if he gets the priest into this Balaam doctrine, if he gets the Levites to go ahead and go for what he's going for, then they'll allow him to go ahead and do, make a lot of moves. And therefore, he'll be able to rule with ease and go ahead and have some, some weird stuff going on. But everybody will just drop down and do what he's saying here. And at the same time, at the same time, he'll be able to go ahead and please Caesar. Right. And he wants to render Caesar's things to Caesar's and then give Elohim some leftovers rather than realize I got to give Caesar what's his. But at the same time, Elohim always is set up higher, including those higher powers that Elohim has put in place. Like we talked about yesterday. And how you doing, Shabbos? Thank you for being on. Thank you for the love. Appreciate y'all. Right. How you doing, Shemuel? So. So here, here it is where he said, look, man, these things you're looking at, Herod's temple, these things you're looking at, temporary stuff, these things you're looking at, and, hey, look look what's going on, just like you did to the transfiguration, all this stuff. Like, I want to tell you that even though this seems like it's great, there's going to there's gonna come a time where you're all, there's not one stone going to be left upon a stone. Verse 3, and as he sat down on the Mount of Olives, this is the place, remember, where he gave the Sermon on the Mount. To where he had already came out and shifted the paradigm where he was already preaching the kingdom where he said you guys think that somebody's poor in spirit so they're going to hell the reality is the kingdom of heaven belongs to them he's 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 shifting the paradigm still he's going right back to the same place to where such magnanimous stuff was said such greatness was said where people realized he had more authority than the scribes and the pharisees where he said here's the golden rule do unto golden rule do unto others as you want done unto you for this is the law and the commandments 
or this is the law and the prophets, excuse me. Do what do do unto others as you want done to you, for this is the law and the prophets. This is where he had told them, don't cast pearl before a swine, because the swine, the boar, will look at the pearl that you cast and will look back at you. It doesn't know what a pearl is. It'll think you're attacking it, and it will wrench you in two. This is the same place where he said, hey, take the chaff out of your, or um, take the beam out of your eye, and don't pay attention to the little chaff or straw that is blown in somebody else's. He said, get yourself in order. He's taught how to pray on this, on this mountain. He's done all these different things. Here they are back at the Mount of uh, the Mount of Olives and they're looking at all this stuff and from the same position he's now saying hey here's a continuation of the sermon right you might not have got it the first time when I'm telling you this stuff is coming I'm preparing you to shift your paradigm and I'm preparing you to separate from the world and I'm preparing you to be scattered because what's about to happen in this place that you think is where everything's at everything here is about to go down every single thing that you believe it is about to go down here. It's about to go down. It's about to go down in shambles. It's about to be obliterated. The stuff that you're putting so much stock in is not going to last. You thought that you were Israel because of the place you were in, not realizing that wherever your feet tread, a child of yours, wherever you go, Israel, as long as your father is there, as long as you're covered by the blood and you're in line with the Messiah, and as long as you are being led by the Holy Spirit, wherever you go, that's Israel because Israel is you. Israel is the tree, right? So then it says, so, so he says, not one stone will be left upon a stone. So when he sat down upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately. They, they went away from everybody else. This, this wasn't for everybody else. This is for those who had extreme relationship. These are for people who were with them all the time. They See, when you're with somebody all the time, when you're with the Most High all the time, when you're with the Master all the time, when, you, when you're with the Shifu all the time, when you're with some the, the Guru all the time, you get stuff other people don't get. When you sit at the feet of the Master, you get things that other people don't get. When you sit at the feet of the Messiah, you get things that other people don't get. And so they said, hold up, we need to talk about this. <laughs> and so they came to him privately. How you doing, DB? They came to him privately. They said, we got to have a, diff a, a deeper conversation about this. They said, uh, uh, what you mean? <laughs> they said, uh, tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the system, the end of the cosmos, the, or the K, the end of the world? Right? This is a specific question now. What are the signs that we should be looking for? And we have to be careful, see, because our signs, once again, the real woke movement is that we're not looking for the same signs the world is. The world getting more evil is mandatory because the world is in evil and evil breeds evil. It's going to get more evil just because that's what the world does, right? It's going to get more scandalous at the strip club every year. It's going to be more scandalous this year than it was last year. Right. They, they, they get more. <laughs> there's more. E there's more things have been done. Right. Um, it's going to get more evil in the, in the lyrics of these songs. Right. It's not even about matter of fact, you don't have to even rhyme. You don't have to be a great um, rhyme schemer. You don't have to uh, worry about if your stuff makes sense. People are going to sing your songs as long as the beat drives. And they don't even care if the beat is great. They're just looking for certain things If the beat has a certain amount of bass. Right. If the beat has certain frequency levels they're hitting, then they know that people are going to dance to it, even if you don't like the words. And you'll start saying the words and start trying to figure out how in the world am I saying these words? It's supposed to be that because that's what they do. Just like you're supposed to become more perfect as your father in heaven is perfect, because that's what you do. If I do perfection every day, then shouldn't I become more perfect every day? 
If I speak every day, should I not become a great orator or a greater orator each and every day? If, if, I, be, if, if I cook in the kitchen every day, even if I don't get paid the, um, the way that other people do or I'm not known on television, should I not be a great chef? If I speak uh, le français every day, should I not have better pronunciation uh, le français every day? Right? If I speak espanol, should I not have a better sound than the person who's struggling to be able to speak every day? How you doing, Sister Toya? Right? These are things that must be that, that are a must. If I do it every day, I should get better. Well, if the world does evil every day, why would you expect them to not get better? How you doing, Sister Austin? Appreciate you. And thanks for being on. Praying for you that you continue to recover well. Amen. So, so they ask him. So they ask him, what, what should we expect? They ask the church, what, what, what are these things? You said the end is coming, Christ. Okay, well, what, what should we expect? All right, and he says this, verse 4, Matthew 24, verse 4. He says, Yehoshua answered. This is his answer. He said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. First thing out the gate, don't be deceived. It's more important. In the last days, in this real woke movement, that you realize that what causes you to sleep is deception. Come on, somebody. Right? What causes you to sleep is deception. By the way, remember, we've talked about this word sept before. C-E-P-T. Right? If you have a sept, that is an idea. Right? If you haven't heard this, just stay with me real quick. If you have a sept, C-E-P-T, that is an idea. Sept is an idea. So if I have a precept, that is the environment that a sept, an idea, comes out of. And if it becomes a concept, then it means I'm one with the sept. The problem is, is if I'm not careful, I will have a concept become one with something that comes out of a precept, an environment that really is a decept. It is, a, it is actually a fake idea. It is an ideal I-D-E-A-L. And if it is an ideal, then that's an ideal. It is saying that it is a false narrative or it is something that somebody's created to support a false narrative. So the first things first is that the person who sleeps, and we're talking about the person sleeping in what time? What time frame are we talking about here? What is the question? What will happen in the what times are we talking about? All right, stay with me now. I want us to think differently. How you doing tomorrow? How you doing? Um, everybody coming in. If I miss anybody, please forgive me. I think I said hello. Starts with SJ. How you doing, Laura? Right? Doing bread of praise. Yehovah. Amen. Chalalayach. Amen. Um, the end times. The last days. The days that will last past. The days that when Esau will be the end of this world, but Israel will be the beginning of everything else. Okay. Right. We're in, we, we, so so if this uh, how you doing, Sister Akita? So if we're speaking on this. Excuse me. So if we're speaking on this. And Christ said, you know, first things first is that you're going to be deceived. Why is this important? Why is this important for us to catch? Because somebody who's sleeping in this time period, it means they're sleeping through the last days. Not realizing that the light, this day, is about to come out. The sun is about to come out. The sky, the, the rakaya, what you call the firmament, is about to be rolled back like a scroll. That the things that you think you should sleep, do you things you think you should rest, do the things you think you have time to rest, as far as rest in the, in the bed. You think, matter of fact, rest and sleep aren't even necessarily the same thing. So let me just say it like this. You think you have time... To close your eyes to all these situations to say, hey, even if there's racism, who cares? Even if things are going bad, who cares? You think you have time. 
You don't have time left. <laughs> you don't have any time left, sir. You do not have any time left, madame. We're, we're, time is almost up, right? But once, so, so he said, first things first, let no man deceive you. The real woke movement. We're in the last days. Let no man deceive you. Let no man allow you to sleep or slumber. Let no man tell you that it's okay. Let no preacher tell you it's okay to close your eyes to wickedness and lasciviousness and lust and wantonness and all these different things. Let no man deceive you. TikTok <laughs> equals time up. I get right. Let no man deceive you. Let no man allow you to sleep. Let nobody keep putting the cover on you. Let nobody keep hitting the snooze button for you. It'd be one thing if you hitting the snooze button. We can hold you. Can't. Other people coming in, hitting the snooze button, turning off your alarm. Don't worry about it. You ain't got to get ready. For, the devil is a lie. He says, first things first, don't let anybody deceive you. Don't let anybody put you to sleep with this, right? Now, now, this is the real woke movement we're talking about today. Verse 5, for many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ, or I am Mashiach, I am Mashiach, right? I am Christ and shall deceive many. How many people have to keep coming in Christ's name or even saying that they are Christ? How many do we have to see? How many people give in Balaam doctrine? How many times are we going to allow somebody to continue to deceive and keep our people asleep and keep your children asleep, keep your finances asleep? How many times are people going to be sitting up here? Watch this. Do you know that nobody will even tell? This should be community and nation building, right? Why is it that nobody has told you that they've come out with a law, I believe two years ago, Maybe even three at this point. I can't remember. But there's a law where if you have anything that's over two years old, right, and it's debt and things of that nature, you can erase it. But we're talking about tithing to this, but we won't tell people how to live off of 10% of, like, you should get to a place where you can live off of 10% of what you live off now and be able to save 90. Why don't we preach that? How you doing, Sister Shima? Praise the before you. Thank you so much. Right? He has sent and allowed a strong delusion. You said, but why did they say that they are Christ? Delusional? He has sent to them a strong delusion? Or people have been taught different things. Christ consciousness. This is one of the most diabolical teachings ever. Thank you for the love. This is one of the most diabolical teachings I've ever seen. Christ consciousness? Consciousness, by the way, conscience in your Bible, whenever you see conscience in there, right, it's literally saying that it is synthetic. That's the Greek word for conscience. If you're conscious, it's not talking about that you're righteous. It's saying that you are synthetic. You're close to you are genetically modified. If we're not careful, we would identify. If you're not careful and you see a group of grapes in one bag and you see a group of grapes in the other, if you're not careful, you could think they're both fruit. But the reality is the grape with seeds, by definition, cannot or has to be fruit. And the grape without seeds, by definition, cannot be fruit. How you doing, Serenity? Right? By definition, cannot be. Right? Seed, fr fruit has to have seed. 
If it's seedless, then it's not fruit. Now, it can be organic. You think organic means real. Organic means anything that imitates life. And also, too, if you're talking about organic, when you see the number nine and that five-digit code when you're, when you're buying food, organic just means they didn't spray it with certain things. But you can have seedless grapes that are not real, that were made in the laboratory, and that are made, that, that'll off, off you, that'll take your life. You can have seedless grapes be grown, and they not be real. And at the same time, then be organic by their definition. But we don't know what it is. See, somebody can come in the name of organic and it not even be real because you haven't studied. Somebody can come in the name of Jesus and they not even realize Jesus can't be his name if there's no letter J in the culture and in the language that he spoke. Which means that if we were never supposed to change the word one jot or tittle, then how in the world have we changed his name? Salah. Oh, come on. Roll with me today. This might be a little uncomfortable for some, but it's the truth. If we were supposed to never change the most minuscule of measurements, nor the way the word is written, and until heaven and earth pass, there should not be any change, and heaven and earth has not passed, then how is it that you change his name? Be mad at me all you want. You know I'm telling the truth. That's right. Don't add anything, or you add plays. Don't subtract anything, or your name should be subtracted. Matthew 24, verse 5, once again, it says, For many shall come in my name, in my shim, in my sham, in my authority, in my nomos. Many will say that they're coming in my authority, in my law. And the reality is, is they're not me. Be not deceived. These people, when they do that, they're deceiving you. You shall remain asleep. Just because you're dreaming doesn't mean it's a dream of the Most High, by the way. We want everybody to always interpret dreams i have the ability i've been given the gift of interpreting dreams i do so very well and i started realizing sometimes i can't interpret certain dreams now sometimes it might not be for me or it might be higher than my pay grade in it so to speak but sometimes it's because people have dreams and you know your dreams are not even heavenly sometimes they're demonic but certain things that you have you're not resting in your sleep and so you're still trying to figure out and you got demonic stuff just hitting you and so you're being entranced in the demonic as you sleep You said you're curious what will exist if both past. Does it say, yeah, a new heaven and a new earth? Isaiah 65, 17. The new Jerusalem, heaven, coming down, the city in heaven that's been created, coming down to meet the earth. Um, Revelation, chapter 21 and 22. And really all of Revelation, if you catch it. <laughs> right? I'm creating a new heaven and a new earth. The former things will have passed. We're going back to the original. Remember that uh, that Ravach HaKodash, some of you call Ruach HaKodash, Hakwadesh, right? The two, the Holy Spirit used to come down and talk to Adam. When it says that line that Adam walked in the cool of the day or with the Most High, look up that term. That's that, that's not even what it says. It actually translates into even in your concordance that goes with your Bible, you'll see that what it says the Holy Spirit walked with the Most High, or the Holy Spirit walked with Adam. Excuse me, Adam or Adam meaning man. The Holy Spirit walked with man every day. And then when they sinned, they lost access to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit could come down, if you read from that point on, could hover over things, but could never come inside. The tabernacle was the place to where, tabernacle meaning the same thing as the Manaval or Emmanuel, that the Most High in us. So the Holy Spirit could even come through with this Christ or this picture of Christ, the tabernacle. Christ would eventually in the body be the actual tabernacle. But then we even have the Feast of Tabernacles to where we would build these things and live inside of them and remind ourselves of what it is to be with the Most High in nature as he is inside of us in our natural state. 
ain't no coffee brown. But it was always supposed to be two being one, for we're supposed to be married to the Most High. <laughs> right? So he's making a new heaven and a new earth, but really he's just trying to get us back to what was original, the origin. This is why salvation or being salvaged is important. When you work out your own salvation, the goal is to get back to the original intent. How you doing, Michael? It's our pleasure. Thank you for being on. How you doing, D? So here we are again. Verse five, for many shall come in my name. This is what we're talking about today. What is our theme in this series called uh, Expect the Blessing? Today we're talking about um, uh, the real woke movement. Let no man deceive you. There's going to be a bunch of people coming in the name or the authority, but you got to know the name and you got to know the authority and you got to know the origin so you can recognize the authority. If you don't know the origin of it, how do you know if it's authorized? <laughs> Your siblings, you say, wait till daddy gets home. Yeah, amen, right? If you don't know the origin of something, how do you know? Like, watch this. There's a bunch of people that see the ankh. Their first response is to go, oh man, I can't believe you're wearing that. Why are you into this? Do you not know the origin of this? Before Kemet started saying this has to be involved with worship of a, of a, of a nature, before they did that, this already existed. Matter of fact, you go to Cush. Cush came before Kemet in building a city and even in your Bible as far as names, right? Cush is the oldest son. His city is the oldest city. Kemet is the second oldest son. His city is the second uh, oldest city as far as that Hamitic bloodline, right? And Cush, when they had this, this was a, a version of what you call the Tav or the cross. It's even in the Hebrew characters. They would have used the Tav. This has nothing to do. Now, if you get some some to start trying to put different belief systems and start trying to put different new netters and try to inscribe Horus and put the eye of Horus and stuff on, okay, now we got a, we got a problem. But this within itself and its origin salvaged is nothing more than saying this is the top. Matter of fact, if you meet a Cushitic person, you meet somebody from Eritrea or Ethiopia or South Sudan or the Congo and different places like that. Guess what? When they see this, they'll say that's ours. They won't even say that's a cross. They won't at first. They won't say that's a cross. They won't say that that's a uh, ankh. They'll literally say that's ours. <laughs> and when you talk to them long enough, then they'll say, um, yeah, that's the Ethiopian cross. Right. They're saying that's part of our language, but they share the same writings and same language and same belief system that we do. Or at least they did before they got into false stuff, too. Just like we did. They got into false cultures and allowed things to influence just like we have. And now you have a different thing. So now people keep trying to talk about this is a comedic thing only. This was this didn't even start in Kemet. But if you don't work out the salvaging or the original place it came from, you won't have a clue. So I used to be somebody who would try not to wear the onk, even though I had onks all over the place. I would try not to wear an onk because I was so afraid that people would be like, oh, well, you know, this and that. Now I'm like, look, if you don't know the origin of it, okay. And by the way, the Holy Spirit, I even allow her to lead me in what I wear, right? But, but I'm just saying, in general, I used to be so afraid that somebody might say something. And now I'm like, if you don't know the difference, then okay. If you don't know that, we're, that, that this is part of your olive bite. Right, which now you call the olive bit, if then then then, not, then all right. This is just this is a different dialect even of writing. If you if you don't like that, think of this being almost like a cursive tav, a cursive tav, a lowercase t put on the side. The tav, the last character of the olive bit or the olive bite originally. This is just somebody else, somebody saying this is how we write it, or this is how I like to. Or this is like if you write a cursive s and you like to go ahead and put a little extra loop on that thing, right? You do it.
You said you studied it. It came from Tumbles. Okay, cool. Right? If that's what everybody says, no problem. I get it. And there's a group of people that say that or whatever. Problem is, is when we talk about Tumbles, where did Tumbles get it from? Because Tumbles is not the originator of it. Right? And Tammuz, by the way, we're talking about Tammuz. Tammuz is the son who was bored, who was gored, right? Which means we're talking about his parents, right? So even with that, if we're talking about Tammuz, who were Tammuz's parents? But now we're talking about Ishtar and Nimrod, at least supposedly, but Nimrod had already passed away. Remember, Samarias or Ishtar, she's married to who? She's supposedly got impregnated by the rays of the sun. So once again, we're going to a place where there's already some line here. Oh, but let's go before that. Who was her husband originally? Her husband originally was Cush. Cush started off in righteousness, but then Cush started doing some weird stuff and started then getting with other people and then starts building that tower up. So Cush is somebody who's using Olive Bid, using this as Tav, but all of a sudden gets into some stuff. And now once again, what do we say? This started in Kush. So now we see how Kush is operating and separating, right? Which means that eventually the woman who married to him and trying to say that she's from Kush, but at the same time is really from Kush's son that she gave birth to, incest stuff, right? And then now getting from that to, okay, right. Now we can see where it starts manipulating and changing and doing these things, right? So we can say that this is it. But once again, we got to know the origin, because cause Tammuz is not the original person to create the Ankh, or what we now call the Ankh. It wasn't even called the Ankh at that time. Ankh, really, right? It wasn't even called that. So so you, you see what I'm saying? In all this stuff, yeah, absolutely right. Like, keep digging and keep going and keep seeing this stuff. We're looking for the origin of it. No, no, no. I'm not saying it necessarily wrong. I'm saying what I'm saying is, is that you're absolutely right. So Tammuz got it from somewhere. Right, Tammuz got it from Ishtar, and um, he got it from Ishtar and supposedly Nimrod. But remember, Nimrod's not really his daddy either. That was a lie given by his mama to say that she was the goddess who came from the moon and this and that. So you you can see already there's like a a, a breakdown of these things. But nevertheless, like we're, we're we're what I'm saying is we're actually on the same page. Is that we have to go deeper. I'm saying that these things come from somewhere. And regardless, at the end of the day, if somebody believes that, you know, like I, I'm not I don't have to be 100 percent right about anything. Right. I'm just saying out of research. So I could be researching something that maybe I don't have. But I'm saying I'm actually thinking we're in agreement as far as, yeah, go to Tammuz. But then who did Tammuz get this stuff from? And then if you go to Tammuz and who he, they got it from, well, then who did they get it from? And what did it mean for the people they got it from? Right. And when they were using this, like like, for example, once again, if somebody's doing these things to bring it together, right? Uh, are we saying this based off of the writings? Are we saying this based off of like the theory? And by the way, even theories are great because at the end of the day, we can honestly say none of us were there. But I'm just saying when you, you research and you study, you'll see that we're all there. You know, no, no, please don't be sorry. Don't be sorry at all. Like, that's what I'm saying. We're actually, I'm thinking we're in agreement with what's going on, right? Is that Tammuz, a lot of people don't even realize, well, you can link Tammuz to it. So I'm agree with you on that. I'm just saying Tammuz, he has some stuff that he was taught. Remember Tammuz, he's, he dies at an early age. He didn't make it that long, right? And, and his mother was trying, remember the thing with Tammuz, just like a lot of people do today. Remember what the thing is with Tammuz, because I know you know this a lot more than the average person would, Sister Beverly. Uh, remember the thing with Tammuz, is that he would, um, he was basically, they were trying to make him out to be the Christ. Right? Remember that? 
Right. So remember that, like that—that that was the thing with Tammuz in and of himself. He was trying to make himself out to be the Christ because that's what his mama was trying to tell everybody. Because his mama was trying to hold power. Remember, his mother is the key here, Ishtar, right? Ishtar. So if you're talking about Ishtar or Easter, his mother is the key. What do we mean? So look at Holy Spirit, help me. So look at basically you have Cush. Cush ends up marrying. Ishtar. We'll just call her Ishtar because that's what she's known as today. So he marries Ishtar, Easter, right? That's where you get Easter from. Cush and Ishtar, Ishtar is kind of almost like a Jezebel spirit, right? So Cush is kind of married to this Jezebel who's bringing all types of stuff. He starts doing his own thing. Then he starts getting with other people. They start manipulating people, him and his wife. And they, they're, they're actually people who start going against the will of the Most High. They're act, they actually have, and these people have a lot to do, including Nimrod eventually down the road, right? But these people have a lot to do with the building of the tower, of, of what we call the Tower of Babel, remember? And so when they had the Tower of Babel, these people were now doing stuff, right? The Most High deals with them. They're scattered because their language is scattered, which means their culture and stuff now gets scattered in pieces and people taking this and that or whatever. Out of that, though, um, Cush basically goes away, tail between his legs, doesn't look like what it used to be. Now, after this, she takes Ishtar instead of going with her husband. She still wants power, though. And so she now manipulates her own son, Nimrod, builds him up and says, basically, you're going to be the man. You're going to be the one that's over everybody. You're this great hunter. Everybody respects you anyways. She marries her own son. They end up in power. Nimrod is in power. Matter of fact, Nimrod's around so long. If you do your research, if you study your Bible, you'll just, you know, and you study not just your 66 books, but others as well. But if you do your research, you'll discover that Nimrod is around when Abraham's around. Nimrod is around for a while. Right? We don't realize this, recognize this. And so is Shem, because Shem's going to be the one that offs Nimrod, which means that Shem actually can have conversation with people like Abraham. Right. So there's a lot of stuff we're not even thinking about going in, but there's a lot of mixing and matching. Um, Shem has actually helps with the help of people that are in Nimrod's inner circle. They actually are able to defeat Nimrod and do some stuff to his body that I will not say on here. But basically making an example out of him so that people because Shem is like, hey, I came through the flood. I'm not going through destruction like that again. <laughs> right. You said we study the Hebrews call it an amulet, which is called a curse. Yeah, yeah, Jewish people would call it that, right? Yeah, Jewish writings would call it that. I get it, right? Um, and, and and at the end of the day, if some people say it's a curse and this and that, but also too, some people are saying that as well. Well, I don't know. I'll leave. I'll leave it there, right? I'm not trying to really argue. I get. I get the, what the mindset is. And hey, maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, you know, please forgive me if that's in your mind or whatever. I'm just saying, you know, when you go back and you look at it and you talk to people from Kush, when you go to Ethiopia, when you go to Kemetic people, uh, not Egyptian, but you go to Kemetic people, when you go to Ethiopia and you go to Kush, when you go talk to somebody from Eritrea, when you talk to somebody who's here from there and you talk to people who have buildings that not just the, what they call the churches now, like Lali Bellum and stuff, um, but actually you talk about places that were carved at in buildings and stuff like that in Abyssinia and places like that to where before Christ was here, they were already worshiping and had the tithe and things like that. You'll discover that um, a lot of this stuff is a lot different maybe than what's written in certain documents. And then even when we're talking about which ones we do, but it is it is what it is, right? I get it, 
Right. And I think that'll just be something that, unfortunately, some people believe, some people don't. So we'll, you know, um, some of these things, maybe we don't know for sure. We have a piece of it. We have pieces of it. We probably might have different pieces of it. Of it. You know, I think that we're. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. That's what you said in the beginning. Okay. I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I'm not, you know, that's fine. I apologize uh, for that. If I missed what you said in the beginning. Um if, if I misunderstood what was wrote. But as I was saying, um, no, sorry, I forget what I was, was saying, what I said. Uh, also, on top of that, what I was ultimately getting to is that we have to know the origin. So if you if, if the origin of it for you is you studied it and you're saying that um, the scroll that you found right off of the emerald stuff, which, by the way, even it goes into thought stuff, which, by the way, is talking about stuff that's not necessarily scriptural but we just go oh well it's the green emerald thing and it's a loss we just automatically put it as a lost thing i don't i don't go as deep into those those things so you might know those things certain things out of there because i i don't consider those things to necessarily be israelite or even of the bloodline leading to israel so i just might have a blind spot there because i just might not have studied it so it is what it is my ultimate intent though was to talk about the fact that we've got to get to the origin if you don't know what the origin is of it, then you don't know, right? What's it? So as far as what Israelites say concerning um, concerning certain scrolls or whatever, and then I guess there's other Jewish stuff that says something contrary or maybe goes with it that I might not know. But as far as the stuff that I've seen, it's, and even when you study it, and then when you talk to people, then when you go research, then when you go to these places, and then when you talk to people from these places, they'll tell you, no, we don't we've never looked at it that way. Like, for example, right, even in Kemet, before they worshipped the Ankh and all that stuff, which, by the way, you could see that that might be the way that they worship it now, that being the curse, right? But even the way they worship the Ankh, and I'm going to try and get back on track, right? If you look at it, because I'm trying to just go back to salvaging, right? If you look at the way they did it beforehand, it wasn't worship, right? It was just saying, Women and men come together. Somebody put something on there. They said, hey, you know, women and men come together. This is also Tav. Tav is the place that it's finished. If it's finished, it's complete. You know, you have Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's something that kind of went with it or whatever. And you could say it was more of a tradition than the actual original. And so we can get into tradition versus culture and original, all that, right? You have all that stuff that comes together. It wasn't, nobody worshipped using the Ankh until later on. It's kind of like this, right? Getting back to what we are talking about. Kind of like this book right here, the Bible, right? It's kind of like this right here. Many people use this in many different ways. Like we're talking about today. Many people will come, Matthew chapter 24, verse 5. Many people will come in my name. Hey, how you doing, Sister Barbara? Right, just like it says here in the Bible. Many people will come in my name, right? Or many people will use the Bible, Many of us use the Bible. I used to be somebody where I've had to repent from a bunch of teachings because I used to use the Bible in ways and I was taught to use it this way and come to find out that's not original at all. Right? It's the same thing. Right? The same kind of thing. Like many people use this. For example, in your Bible, everybody's been looking since Genesis chapter 3. Going back to Ishtar for a second. Everybody's been looking since Genesis chapter 3. Everybody's been looking for what? Right. Everybody's been looking for what? Since Genesis three, not just today, not just at your church service, but what? 
Right, this is the real woke movement we're talking about. Everybody's been trying, supposedly, to look for who? Well, Eden, okay, to get back to Eden. Okay, I hear you, right? Garden of Eden, we're trying to get back there. Cool, what we lost there. But also, too, everybody since Genesis 3, right? So I get that. So we got kicked out of there. But who, who is the child that's mentioned in Genesis 3? Right. Remember, there's a child that's mentioned in Genesis three. Same child is talked about in Isaiah nine coming from the same mother mentioned in Jeremiah three and the same situation we see later. Almost exactly said the same way it said in Genesis three, but just giving us more revelation, if you will, in Revelation chapter 12. Right. We've been looking for the seed of the woman. And who is the woman? See, that's really the thing. And all these religions that you have. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And all these religions that you've been looking at and going through and all these things that pop up, really what's going on is everybody's arguing over who the woman is.